as we continue worshiping this morning, we invite you to turn in your Bible or Bible apps to the words of Psalm 22. Let us receive the word of God. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me from the words of my groaning? Oh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. And you, our ancestors, trusted. They trusted, and you delivered them. To you they cried and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not human, scorned by others and despised by the people. All who see me mock at me. They make mouths at me. They shake their heads. Commit your cause to the Lord. Let him deliver. Let him rescue the one in whom he delights. Yet it was you who took me from the womb. You kept me safe on my mother's breast. On you I was cast from my birth. And since my mother bore me, you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Many bulls encircle me. Strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me, like a ravening and roaring lion. I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. My mouth is dried up like a pot shirt and my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. For dogs are all around me. A company of evildoers encircles me. My hands and feet have shriveled. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among themselves. And for my clothing, they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far away. O my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion, from the horns of the wild oxen. You have rescued me. I will tell of your name to my brothers and sisters. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him. Stand in awe of all you offspring of Israel, for he did not despise or abhor the affliction of the afflicted. He did not hide his face from me, but heard me when I cried to him. From you comes my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will pay before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. To him indeed shall all who sleep in the earth bow down. Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust, and I shall live for him. Posterity will serve him. 
future generations will be told about the Lord and proclaim his deliverance to a people yet unborn, saying that he has done it. Receive what the Spirit is saying. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, we thank you today that our help comes from you in all seasons and moments of life. And in this moment and in the few minutes to come, send your spirit to be with us in all of the places we are and open to us again your holy and living word that it might renew and strengthen challenge and shake us free. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Many things look different today than they did this time last year. One of those things is my basement. <laughs> In the midst of a major overhaul and repurposing over the last year, I have learned more about BTUs and outside air ratios than I ever cared to know. Evidently, for someone to safely sleep down there, we need to install something called, I, I, I may not quite get this right, but I call it an air vent valve. If this isn't cared for, then toxic fumes can build up and do damage to human bodies. This project and new learning came to mind as I thought about the spiritual practice of lament as release. It's common these days to hear someone say, I just need to vent. There are times when we need to get energy or feelings or frustrations out so that they don't do damage to our bodies or spirits. A good vent session is appropriately shared with someone trustworthy who understands that you need to get something out of your system. Inventing is not an edited essay, but rather flows unfiltered right from the place of pain. Psalm 22 and all Psalms of Lament are like that sharing with God what we need to get out of our system when something is not right, when there is pain and grief and injustice and fear and persecution in our lives or around us. And as we've been learning, the practice of lament invites us to speak freely to God, literally to liberate ourselves from any pretending. When we speak freely with God, not controlling everything in an attempt to sound or appear or feel even together, when our words are no longer held hostage, then our words can begin to name things that shift our trajectory. Perhaps you've experienced something like this when you let go of your politeness with God 
and allow your words to flow unhindered, sometimes new insight or forgotten wisdom emerges and you catch a, at least a glimpse of hope and new life or direction. Some of you may remember a couple of weeks ago when we discovered in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 20, one verse of praise chorus, verse 13, sandwiched between two absolutely brutal complaints against God. I suggested that in giving voice to our pain without trying to clean it up, our speech might turn from complaint to praise. And biblical scholars say this is not at all unusual. The lament prayers in scripture consistently make such a turn. Most psalms of lament include not only complaint and pleas for help, but also words of trust and of praise. Psalm 22 may be one of the best known psalms of lament because Jesus prays it from the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The opening complaint in the psalm is followed in verses three to five with words of trust. This pattern of complaint, then trust, repeats again in the psalm in verses six through ten. In verse 11, we receive a petition for help. Do not be far from me. And then back to complaint. Verses 12 through 18. And then again, a petition. But you, O Lord, do not be far away. Deliver my soul. Deliver my life. Save me. And then there's a final turn in the prayer. Beginning in verse 21b, the psalmist breaks into a song of praise that carries the prayer all the way to its ending. Notice if you look, if you have your Bible app or your Bible open, you can look to see that the praise is not because all things have suddenly been made well. Most of the language is future-oriented, things will or shall happen. And a key word in these verses is remember. People will remember God's mighty acts of salvation and, quote, future generations will be told about the Lord and proclaim God's deliverance to a people yet unborn, saying, that God has done it. Memory and hope are intertwined here. Some of you have heard me say before that in the present, we can hope for the future because we know what God has done in the past. 
this memory of God's activity liberates us in the present moment, even in the worst moments. It keeps us from being bound by despair, from becoming stuck in pain and resentment. But sometimes we may need to rattle our cage in order to shake loose memory that's been crusted over with pain and with humiliation or with rage. The Psalms of Lament show us how. They illustrate that to get free requires the loosening and the release of what we may think we have to keep bottled up and held tightly. Hiding or holding on to our pain can lead to deep resentment and bitterness in our hearts and spirits. And resentment and bitterness are poison for relationships, for joy, for any hope of newness. There are two options. Some kind of release that is intentional and healthy, as is modeled in these Psalms of Lament, as Pastor Kelly taught us earlier, let it out. That's one option. Or you can keep holding, keep holding your breath, keep pretending, keep hiding. And eventually what's going to happen with the pressure? You could blow up, either implode and do damage to yourself or to others. A couple of weeks ago, I was sharing with my friend Randy some of the grief I've been feeling, the stacked up grief from the past years, the grief of this past year and its pandemics, and the most recent grief of my friend, the death of my friend and colleague, Junius. And Randy shared with me, among other things, the story of a woman that he came to know when he, uh, when she was his child's preschool teacher in Montessori. And as with most practitioners of the Montessori approach, she is a peaceful presence, careful with her words, patient and beloved by the little ones that she teaches. One day, Randy went to visit her at her home. She was going through a painful divorce and had responsibility for her two children. At one point, he went into the backyard and saw a large stack of assorted, brightly colored plates, dinner plates. And when he asked one of the kids about it, he was told, oh, those are my mom's plates. Well, what are they for? The child said, look. And there where the fence formed the corner of the backyard was a pile of shattered shards of brightly colored plates. Randy later asked his friend, what's up with the plates? <laughs> 
She said, whenever I need to let something go, I come out here, I close the door, and I throw plates. She then demonstrated. She evidently really hurled them, let it rip. Randy said in that moment, her countenance changed. The act of release allowed her to access her fire, her pain, her anger, her disappointment, to release all of that. When he probed further, he learned that she had learned to do this from her mother back in Puerto Rico, where she had been raised. What beauty and power there is in this practice. This woman knows how to identify when her energy is getting toxic and needs some outside air. How to direct and release her difficult and painful emotions in a visceral way that isn't aimed at others. Sometimes, Randy told me, she will gather shards from the pile and create mosaic art for her yard, making something beautiful from the broken pieces. For most of my life, I struggled with the thought of Jesus being forsaken on the cross not wanting to believe or to ponder that God would ever really leave or forsake. That would be a broken promise. In the moment that Jesus cried out, quoting Psalm 22, he was indeed experiencing the fullness of human suffering, physical, relational, and vocational. He gave voice to that deep pain through lament. But some years ago, I remembered that Jesus knew all the words to all the Psalms. He knew that verse one was not the whole prayer. He knew the movement from despair to hope in Psalm 22. Jesus models for us the importance of crying out to God in our suffering, of naming what is real without trying to pretend that the wounds of pain and injustice haven't landed on our bodies and in our spirits. Jesus, on the brink of death, hurls his voice, his last breaths, against the heavens like brightly colored plates hurled against a fence, releasing his words even as he releases his spirit. But all the while, knowing that he was praying a prayer with promise, he was clinging to the promise that God will yet make of his broken heart and body something beautiful and new. Jesus knew that God keeps promises. 
and the promise from God for all our brokenness and pain is the same. Lament is one way to shake loose that promise in our memory, to remember that new life is always possible with God, for that is the promise. And so we are invited to pray with Jesus and to allow our breath to finish the prayer that he could not. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? From the words of my groaning, I cry by day, you don't answer. By night, I find no rest. Yet, yet you are holy. In you, our ancestors trusted, they trusted, and you delivered them. To you, they cried and were saved. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. And I will live for you. Let us pray. Oh God, hear our cry, our cry of lament, our turn, our desire to find praise and trust. Loosen us, O God, and forgive us for the ways that we cling to pain, the way that we hide our suffering, the ways that we uh, are stubborn in our refusal to release that which needs to be let go. God, help us, loosen us, liberate us, free us, and help us find in our lament a moment in which you can bring forth again a sign, a glimmer, a remembrance of your promise that we might hope in the new life that is assured. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.